five nights with Smash Africa. Smash Africa. Tonight, I am joined on the line by the one and only fashion designer, business person, creative, mental, all-round stylish, funny, and <laughs> valuable African. What's happening, Brose? What's happening? <laughs> oh, 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 there's that too. The multi-award winning most decorated fashion designer in Africa. We got the red carpet. And my first question is, how are you doing, Paledi? Better than you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we are off to a great start. I told you tonight I'm doing I'm doing the show standing up, so you better be careful. It's gonna be. No, but listen. On a serious note, I think we all like surging on because, like, we all know that the global economy right now is breathing through with the wound. But yeah, we soldier on like good soldiers. Yeah. You know the thing about soldiering, bro. Not everybody is trained to be a soldier. So what does that mean to someone? who does not feel that they've got the adequate skills to soldier. What do you say to them? Somebody has got the adequate skills to soldier, you know when you find yourself in a turbulent phase and you have to like literally find yourself having to claw up and get out that abyss. We, we all know what we're going through at that particular time. In business, or be it in a personal space, or be it in in a family um, situation, but you know when you like kind of like okayish, but you feel like ah uh-uh, ah, I shouldn't be here. Mm. I should be at another point. So, hence, um, I said we all searching on because right now, globally, and as individuals, I don't think we're okay. Mm. We're not okay. But we're all trying to get somewhere because I believe the pandemic has actually put us in a very turbulent phase. And as a result, we all have to stay afloat. Yeah, it doesn't get realer than that. Like, it, it also it comes through that there's a great sense of empathy coming from your end to everybody who might ha- not have actually admitted to like yeah i actually came out of that dark space that abyss as you call it you know so i just want to say thank you so much for that that's a beautiful way to start fashion sense so paledi bro you grew up in soweto correct yes indeed yeah i grew up in soweto yeah you know what it said sorry the land is very bad is it yeah, yeah I, I, I did I did I did say Soweto. So so growing growing up in Soweto, right? Wh- when do you think you had your first interaction with with fashion sense or fashion making sense to you? And and all of that. Because we we grow up with clothes. Clothes are what we have, but I think fashion sense is more Oh, wait a minute. Have you watched the movie by Quentin Tarantino called Kill Bill? Both volume one and two. Yeah. Do you know who the star lead there? The star actress. Um, remind me quick, quick. Uma Thurman. Uh, Thurman. Yeah. yeah. There you go. There you go. 
There's a line that I like when she was interviewed at the Cannes, the Cannes uh, Film Festival, and she was asked what she's wearing, and I also was like, if you didn't love fashion, we'll all be naked. Oh yes. Yep. Oh yes. <laughs> Do you remember that? I'm not sure. Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh <laughs> yes. So answering your question, I think we never know. But we know. Oh yes! Say, but we know it comes from within. Because when it comes from within, it's not something that you need to think long and hard about. But you will know. And how I knew that I'm inclined to be within the creative space is because it has always been part of who I am. And being part of who you are is not something that you think long and hard about. It's it's part of your DNA. It's part of what makes you who you are. And being from a corporate background, being um, somebody that holds an MBA, being a professional, I've always known that I'm more inclined to be within the creative space. And eventually, I left the creative space because it wasn't a calling, but it was part of not it was, but it still is part of who I am. And I hope that answers your question. Yeah. You went. MBA on that answer. <laughs> Thank you very much. But 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 to wait long and hard for you to do your flowers. I work very hard for that. Yeah. And 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 I can't help but wanna like pick your brain some more because now that you use that reference and that answer, you know, like man, writing movie scripts requires a a, a different level of creativity. And a different level of awareness, and for you to be aware of what's within, and speak to it so close to the question that I asked, it's like beautiful, bro. Have you answered this question like this before? Damn. Well, um, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> the only thing I know is I'm gonna send an invoice for asking me that. <laughs> it's my next question my next question my next yeah. question um you know uh, a master's in business administration is not something that one gets um without thinking about what business and the bottom line of business is whether you are a social entrepreneur or you are a throughout throughout capitalist or you are a venture capitalist whatsoever right when you were uh, busy with your mba how much did you number one learn based on on the things that you might not have noticed but they were around you and how you use that to empower yourself and your business pulse and other ventures well look um when i was busy with my masters at at the time, um, look, I was still in corporate and I didn't even know that I would eventually be within the creative space because at the time I was still within the, the, the typical orthodox um, corporate space. And therefore, for me, it was finally chasing the level of yeah, self-actualization mm. because it's something that I set for myself because one thing that I always know is um, I always want to to achieve more. I always want to 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 basically feel like 
life is about a marathon race without a finish line and that doesn't necessarily mean you you seeking validation from other people so it was about me doing me and for myself so that i can enrich myself with not only knowledge but to be an expert in what i do and little did i know that eventually i'll feel like i'm done being a business analyst or being a business consultant and i'm gonna pursue the creative space so the, the, the pivotal point here I'm taking is it was about me wanting to be me to realize my self-actualization. And you know what's beautiful about self-actualizing? Tell me. It's people benefit from it. <laughs> oh, no, no, we all do. Because you know what, um, when I said, I believe life is about collectivism. Mm. We all it from each other. Mm. It doesn't matter if it's within the academic or within the creative space or within family or within friendship. But we all learn from one another, one or the other. Mm, mm, mm. Another thing about self-actualizing is understanding value. In, oh. in, in the business that you are in, as a designer, um, as a creative executive, um, Value is a big word. To someone listening, let's say a teenager, how would you explain value to them and how they must think about it in a, in a broader and more beneficial um, way? Based love. On, yes. Okay. Love. Tell me more. When you love, when you love yourself, when you love yourself, you're able to have a vision. Because why? When you love yourself, you're able to dream. And when you dream, you're able to dream beyond. But when you don't love, when you don't love yourself, you end up being stuck in a loop of pain. And when you're stuck in a loop of pain, you're unable to see beyond belief. Yes? However, when you're able to see beyond belief, you're able to have a vision. And remember, a vision, it means I'm going to get there somewhere. And for you to be aligned, to be able to see beyond or to be able to see where I want to be, it means you're aligned. But when you're not aligned, you're unable to see beyond that. I, I hope it makes sense. Man. My friends sometimes they think I'm too deep when I explain things. I'm not good at explaining things. You're not deep, now, bro. I, if, I don't... It's I don't... All about Mm. It's all about self-actualization and self-actualization, remember, self-actualization is basically your own vision of fantasy. And for you to derive that and arrive at that, it means two things. You love yourself so much and appreciate yourself so much that you feel that I want to be there because you care for yourself and so that you're able to get there you have to look after yourself. But if you don't look after yourself, how are you going to get there? Oh, man. Because if you don't love yourself, that means you're in the abyss, you're stuck in the bottomless hole, and you're unable to claw up so that you're able to see the clouds, you're able to see beyond what is beautiful. Because what is beautiful is man-made in your mind. <laughs> Damn. Oops. There's no deepness in truth, my lady. In case you just listened and you tuned into your radio, Five Nights is what you're listening to. 
My name is Smash Africa for the babies. And tonight for Fashion Sense is the brilliant mind of Paleri Sekhapo on the radio. A person who has literally took every fabric in himself to get to the point where he is. And now I am dying to hear, bro. It's not even about that. And you know what I like is what you touched on earlier when mm. you talked about the youth or someone young out there and, you know, wanting to know exactly what you asked me earlier. Mm. You know, sometimes things, they translate into a dream. When I was young, I always known that I'm a creative and was in corporate. I knew that I was in corporate, sorry, I'm a creative. And I was making big decisions. I was, I was in a very strategic position, yeah? Mm. But what I'm arriving at here is there comes a point in a life when you think, what what is it that I want to make myself feel good, but at the same time, significantly felt? Mm. Do you follow? Mm. And to be able to have that vision that is not only driven by emotions, it's not even driven by academics, but you know, let's be honest, it's also, it's also driven by your background. Mm, mm, background mm. where you grew up, what encapsulates the person that you are. I'm not um, from um, a family that is like well off. Mm. I remember when I grew up, I used to at home, Comito Lens, where I grew up, it was a three-bedroom house. I used to sleep in the lounge. We had only one bedroom. But one thing that I knew is I'm not destined to live like this forever. Mm, mm, you understand? Mm, that is not mm. driven by um, there's a word I'm looking for that um, particularly uh, Caucasian friends or rather white people like using. Um, you know that word? Damn, it doesn't come to my mind right now. But you know, that that, that kind of like feel deep in your heart when you you know that I'm not destined to live like this. I want more out of life, and for me to get there, I'm gonna work hard for it. Mm. So, in as much I became a designer at the end of the day, it doesn't share. So it doesn't by sheer luck that I want popularity or I know people that are gonna get me there. It was through hard work and through vision. Last night, um, I I had mm, I had Fifty Cent in the motivation moment. You know Fifty Cent, right? And Fifty Cent said something about people drinking from the well of entitlement. And ah, entitlement—that's the word I was looking for. <laughs> I'm not from the entitlement generation. Yes. I had to work hard. Yes. But yes, sorry, do you go on? Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, Fifty Cent was talking about not drinking from the well of entitlement because once you drink from the well of entitlement you have expectations and once those expectations are not met you get disappointed and when you're disappointed you you feel like you can't go anymore i can't help but think the energy that's in our communities in the town in the cities in the cbds even in the suburbs in fact in the entire south africa we are not necessarily open about how we can kill 
people we can kill this thing of being entitled and could entitlement this well of entitlement be created for us to keep on going back to it and that could be the reason why we are not going as far as far as tell me more tell me more um look you can look at this from a dual perspective okay Mm. entitlement is something that's ingrained because how can i put it if you grow up in an environment where things for you are walking the path so walking the path inherently that's all you're familiar with the things should just happen am i right mm-hmm. this should just happen because you're not used to being inconvenienced and you like you don't like incompetency mm-hmm. that's what it means on the contrary if you grew up knowing that i have to literally go and chase for everything that has to happen on that particular day because remember a person that does that is not a, that's not in an like an, an entitlement environment for them every day is a hustle mm-hmm. whatever they keep on the day it's a win situation for them so those th- that kind of person is living in what you call a phenomenon that is called american race without a finish line mm. and therefore it means that person for them they have to keep on achieving and achieving and achieving it doesn't necessarily translate into getting the most amazing thing at the end of the day but it's about you as a person to feel like oh, i'm there that today i'm able to eat from a kind of big beer but another person it means oh, i'm there that oh my uncle sent me five thousand rent today or okay so see mm. you want let rent mm. you understand what i'm saying mm. but the person that is entitled is the person that feels like oh no my parents have to make sure that i end up in europe in july hmm. so so if you really look at it it's a very dangerous phenomenon in a sense that it's apples and oranges the environment that you're exposed to will, in a sense, drive you to what you want to achieve at the end of the day. And if you live in a situation where you have to make the two ends meet, for you to be able to get money to buy Mabuinya, fat cakes today, and at the end of the day, when you get those fat cakes, for you it's a reward at the end of the day. So it's, 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 it's one of those situations that are very like complicated mm. it depends which side of the mirror you're looking at mm. Mm. and also you know i like the fact that you put perspective to it um a friend of mine said in in entitlement is evil entitlement is not creative you know and yet it presents itself in daily situations that you might even miss it you you might not even what know that said, i like the former i like the, the, the former part remember who we are is what makes us who we are that's right that's right who we are makes us who we are if you're born in wealth for you you want to understand why should someone find an a for you if you're born in wealth if you're not born in wealth you'll be like thinking not today I need to go and mark someone so that I can go feed my two cousins at home. It's, it's, 
Jeez, those are very like dark situations. You don't you don't even want to go there. Well, I'm glad I'm glad that you people, went there because I feel like we don't have environment yeah. where we find ourselves in half the time. There's a whole lot of attributes. And yeah. Scientifically, they call it encaps- encapsulation. You know, there's that pill, you see? Mm-hmm. That pill. Mm-hmm. It's an capsule. Yeah. Capsule. Do you know how many contents are in there? It's a lot, bro. Plenty. It's a and lot. Plenty. Yeah. And that's what makes us an individual. Every one of us, we encapsulated differently. From the entitlement, the world, to the poorest of the poorest. And the poor, the poor, unfortunately, because they are at a deep end, or they rather in the abyss, they're the ones that will always be judged for the decisions that they make. I've had some of my good friends that are sorted, and they'll be like, oh no, I understand why this person will be with us when they can't afford to buy a bottle of champagne or a bottle of Hennessy for that matter and all that. And without really comprehending that what makes this person to be who they are, mm. and, and for them to feel like not by myself a bottle of Savannah, I feel like I've made it. Oh man, I'm 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 loving how this conversation is going. I even like ah, this got even nothing to do with fashion. <laughs> That's why I'm <laughs> saying I'm loving <laughs> how this co- because you know. Okay, let me let me bring you back, and it's so crazy that you say this conversation has nothing to do with with fashion. Remember, this is fashion sense. And in your answer of when fashion made sense to you, if you remember that moment, you chose to give me um, an excerpt from a film. You know, it's like something you read out of a book and how it translates like it's something that we've always had. Meaning being aware of our environment and being fully present and cognizant of what's happening is key to progressing as a people where we actually will say it is pretty normal for someone to say i choose to self-actualize and i don't want to do it alone because it's impossible to self-actualize alone i used to lecture at stadium which used to be Lysol mm, yeah. mm. and I used to look at people of color that are attending at Lysol which is stadium now and these were kids with bursaries studying at the London International School of Fashion and most of them they were there because they were sponsored mm. on the contrary they were students that were very privileged because stadium was a very expensive um, it, well, it still is. Uh, yeah. It's one of the mm-hmm. most expensive mm-hmm. um, tertiary, um, what is that? Yeah. Private, private tertiary. tertiary institution. Yeah. Mm. And there was this student that came to me and I was like, you know what, buddy, I want to drop out because I don't have a sponsor. Yeah. Mm. My parents are paying for this and the, the tuition fees here, they exceed over 100 grand. And I feel like it can't happen. And I said, I sat down with, with with the student. I said, listen, the fact that your parents can sacrifice so much for you, if we had to drop out now, do you realize that we'd have wasted more than a quarter, a quarter of the annual fees 
that they already paid. So what do you need to do? Why don't you rather try and help them? Why don't you rather like meet them halfway? Go look for a temporary job. Mm. Do not compare yourself with someone that's got a trust fund or someone that is sponsored that's got a bursary. What you need to do is to literally say to yourself that I want to get from A to B. How do I get to B? It's difficult. I might not get to B, but let me try to get to half of B. And once I'm at half of B, the universe is always listening and it will conspire in my favor to get to B. And guess what? The student, then, is one of the biggest designers right now. And I shall not mention the name. Yo. He knows himself. Yo. He knows himself. Yo. He knows himself. It is, he is so big right now and so significant felt. And every now when you talk, we always say, but do you remember that A and B example you mm-hmm. mentioned? Mm-hmm. And I said, no, it wasn't my example. There was also the book I read by Yana Benzel called In the Meantime. And what Yana Benzel said in that book is, when we dream, our dreams in simple words, our dreams is like, I want to get from A to C. But sometimes love will mean so life will manifest itself with A and B. And then you don't get the C, you only see the B. And it doesn't mean you're not gonna get to the C. But what you need to do is, oh love has given me A and B. It's my responsibility to get myself to C. I oh, hope man. that makes sense. Oh man. Bro, you just yeah, that's what your love has You you just shared a blueprint, bro. You just shared a blueprint. If anybody's listening out there, feeling like this is a dead end, T junction, left or right, there are so many other ways for you to get around. You know what I mean? And half the time, half the time, it's all one in your head. <laughs> <laughs> that's the crazy no no totally that's totally. the craziest thing <laughs> it's the craziest thing but lady let's talk about your routine man um when you wake up in the morning what time do you wake up what's the first thing you do in the morning and um, what time do you go to what time do you go to sleep because we need we need to bring them back you know like we go okay, to... let me tell you something yes yes creatives i i i i spoken to so many creatives i mentor creatives most creatives they send me insomnia yeah. So, asking a question, I'm one of those people, I rather sleep late and wake up late. So, I'm not one of those people, my day starts late and I work until the wee hours of the morning. But the irony of that is, I better to fall asleep at night. So, I normally would doze off around like 2 or mm-hmm. 4 if I'm lucky, mm-hmm. and I wake up at 10 or 11, that's when my day starts. And I work through the night rather than until like seven. So on average, my day ends at seven o'clock p.m. Mm, I like that. So, so what 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 does your what does your diet looks like? What's your lifestyle when it comes to food? How many meals a day do you do you exercise? <laughs> I like what you said. That you know, we all now like yeah very old now i'm not only spring chicken <laughs> so i was speaking to someone and they were like oh but you're developing a girl you're developing a pop belly so from last year, december i've been on this um um intermittent fasting mm-hmm. so currently i only eat 
from 12 o'clock midday and I stop at 8 o'clock p.m. Mm-hmm. and I'll resume eating again from 8 o'clock midday. So I only literally eat for 8 hours and for 16 hours I don't eat because I'm Asian now so the metabolism has slowed down. And Asian doesn't mean like I'm 101. <laughs> So, 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 what about walking, running, jogging, going to gym, doing, you know? Where have you seen an entrepreneur having that data? <laughs> <laughs> I like what someone once said to me, say, when they left work or left the 95, they thought 95 it means having this luxurious time in your hands and exercise. Mm-hmm. But what I've noticed is being an entrepreneur, you'll forfeit. 95 but you'll work seven days a week yeah that make sense yeah yeah that's that's a that's a reality but you need to but can i tell you something you need to get in those steps i've mastered the art of working as an entrepreneur so with me i work from tuesday yeah you follow from Uh tuesday Uh up until saturday Uh uh-huh which means sunday and monday that's when i take off Uh only if i'm lucky I uh, try to take off on Mondays, but guess what? 99.9 times of the time, I still end up waking on a Monday. <laughs> but I try to waking on a Monday. <laughs> and I always say to people that fashion is dangerous and ephemeral. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ephemeral. Fashion is dangerous and ephemeral. Ephemeral in the sense that it is constantly changing and it is absolutely societal. Being an entrepreneur is a saddle. And if someone was to ask me that quality, would you be an ever a creative entrepreneur ever in a life? I would tell a person, I don't want to suffer. No. That's what I would tell them. <laughs> well, get, you know, I just want to say, I just want to say this, okay? You make the you make the suffering look worthwhile. You know when you look at somebody Oh yeah, it's worthwhile, but trust me, there's a whiskey you know, happening in the background. <laughs> no, but no, I'll tell you something. Mm-hmm. There's a whiskey pillow. I'll tell you what, yeah? Mm-hmm. Like being an entrepreneur, remember your life, you literally run people's lives. Cause you you, you employ people. And remember the people that you employ, they have co-dependence. And the very same codependence, they have sub-codependence. Mm. So can you imagine, come end of the week or end of the month, you don't pay that particular employee. Mm. You see the trickle-down effect that has? And let me ask you a question. You being that very same entrepreneur slash employer, when you don't pay then one particular person, do you know how that's going to make you feel? Bro. A lot of people went to suffer. We yeah. don't pay that one particular person. Just, a lot of people going to suffer in return. Just thinking about it. Just thinking about it pains me. Can you now imagine having to be on the receiving end of that? So I, I totally get it, bro. But lady, um, last but not least, you got two minutes. And I'm sorry to do this in two minutes. But it's better than 30 seconds. What does the future look like according to you? 
Oh, I'm glad you asked me that question. Oh my word! You know, last week, smash, I went to the Disney Plus event. Salah, <laughs> not good. Am I comical? No, I'm excited. What I want to hear. Yes. No, you know why? Because I'm working on my doctorate now. I want to start working on my doctorate, mm-hmm. my PhD. So I went to a Disney um, Disney Plus launch mm-hmm. last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, we got. Free subscription, the people that are invited, but the guests rather. So last night I was like, okay, you know what? Let's let's start streaming and watch what's happening on Disney. So I don't watch movies. I, I'm not a fan of movies. Mm-hmm. I'm more documentaries because you know why? I cheat. I, 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 lately, I don't read a lot of books. I rather watch documentaries because mm-hmm. documentaries for me they feel like you a novel or a book. <laughs> so guess what? Smash. Please get Disney and watch this documentary. Life in the year one million. Uh huh. Life in the, the year one million. Mm-hmm. But I like how they unpack it. Say one million doesn't necessarily mean when you reach one million means the future going now. So the point I'm arriving at is this documentary I was watching is about the future going forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the future going forward, none of us are safe. Fashion, lawyers, doctors. No one, because everything is going to be so technologically advanced that humankind we are going to end up being obsolete. And I was watching this documentary. I remember I saw this scene where they were showing like being a creative. There's not going to be a designer. You'll be making clothes, whereby you can decide that oh, I want my clothes to look floral, and you just push a button, and your clothes suddenly change color, or you'll be like. Oh no, um, my daughter just died. I just want to um, extract the memory so I can create. Um, I can't remember what's the word of those cyborgs. I think it's a cyborg or a, a, a human robot. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And you can actually translate or, or, or extract the memories of your, your, your loved being into a robot and then live the life of. Your, your loved one. So answering your question is the future is very dangerous and it is very ephemeral and the human kind is gonna... Are you ready to hear this? I hope I'm not gonna get into trouble for this. The human kind is gonna be obsolete one day. Because we- technology is gonna... Yeah, we're feeding so much into technology and we're going to allow technology to make decisions for us as humans and us as humans we're going to end up becoming secondary does that answer your question watch that documentary then you and i will be aligned and to any listener that is listening yeah they'll get it Valeri, thank you so much for being the light thank you so much for your time thank you so much for sharing and you know one thing that is for sure in that future that that you speak of these recordings This piece of audio will be there. Smash Africa on five.